0: Are you struggling with how to pay your student loans? Guess what? I'm gonna give you a five-step process today to go ahead and tell you how I created a plan to help me pay off my student loans early, right? Because nobody wants to wait late. So check this out. The very first thing that you need to do is identify all your student loans, okay? I was just helping somebody a couple weeks ago and they are like, oh, I think I have all these student loans. And I was like, do you have any private student loans? They're like, oh yeah, I did take one from a bank. So you need to know all your student loans because that's going to dictate the different recommendations or the different payment plans that you can kind of do, right? Because if you're doing only federal student loans that you did in the past to pay for school, well, guess what? You can go ahead and do probably, if you work for a nonprofit, student loan forgiveness. So it's very important to identify all your student loans, all right? Private, meaning you probably got it from a bank, or if you have public ones where you got from the government. So first step identify all your student loans. Number two, get you an Excel sheet. all right. Especially if you work in pharmacy or in healthcare, I'm sure you're probably tired of Excel sheets, data analysis, and all that stuff, but get you an Excel sheet. all right. List out every single loan you have with the different interest rates. So that way you can kind of keep track of all the different loans you have if you have multiple public student loans and if you have multiple private student loans. And the reason why you want to write down the interest rate is because if you're planning on doing a consolidation, you want to know, is that actually beneficial for me? What if all my interest rates are super low and if I consolidate it, it makes it a little bit higher because I only have one interest rate that's really high. For example, let's say most of your student loans are like 3% interest, but you have one private student loan that's maybe 6%. And then if you were to consolidate everything together, it'll make it like 4 or 5 probably not the best decision, right? So that's something where you definitely want to know the different loan amounts that you have and also the interest rate. And number three, this is always the most important part, budgeting. I know you don't want to hear it. I know you don't want to think about it, but you have to have to budget. The reason why you want to budget and come up with a strong budget for yourself, something that you can actually meet every single month is because you're going to have monthly payments to pay back your student loans. So if you know for a fact I can contribute maybe $600 and that's the maximum you can contribute or that's the minimum, that can help determine a different payment plan that's best for you, right? It's all about what you can contribute and how much you can contribute. So that's something that you definitely want to do. And if you're struggling with coming up with a budget, I have plenty of tips to help you with that. So please feel free to sign up at tinyurl.com slash CapsuleRxServices today. And you can go ahead and sign up for the wealth cons- consultation and I'll definitely walk you through my process on how to budget, okay? I've been doing this for a long time. When I was in undergrad, I was able to travel to like Paris, LA, and New Orleans all in the same year, all right? making barely any money, all right, making like 15 to maybe $17 an hour. And I, I did that all with budgeting and I was very strict to my budget and I made it happen because I always wanted to travel outside the country. I always wanted to go to LA. I always wanted to visit New Orleans. So you can too. And if you're listening to this, you're probably working in more of a professional setting. So you're probably making more than $15 to $16 an hour. And so really, it's going to come down to budgeting. How much money can you allocate towards your student loans every single month? So that's something I can definitely help you with if you're struggling. I got a lot of tips for it. Definitely message me or just DM me. Honestly, you can go on Instagram at new underscore caps podcast. Follow us and DM me and I can definitely share you, share you some of my budgeting tips and secrets. Number four. You got a dream. Okay. And the reason why this is important is because you need to assess where do you see yourself in the future? Because the student loan payment process is really about what goals do you have for yourself? So let's say you only have public student loans and you work for a nonprofit and you know you're gonna work for that nonprofit for at least 10 years. Then it makes perfect sense for you to do a loan consolidation and go ahead and apply for public student loan forgiveness because you're gonna have very low payments every single month. And you won't care if that interest accrues because you know you're going to be there. But what if your dream job isn't working for a nonprofit? Maybe this is just a job you're able to find, or maybe this is a bridge to your dream job, right? And so let's say, for example, let's say you've always wanted to work in the hospital setting and you find a job in the hospital setting and it's a nonprofit. You've been there for a couple of years, you've only been paying your minimum payment, and you got eight more years left. Eight more years left of making minimum payments, but then a dream job offer comes along and it's going to be for a for-profit hospital But maybe it's a managerial position and you're going to be making a lot more money, right? Now, you really want to take it, but you're worried because your interest has accrued so much over those past couple of years because all you've been doing is making the minimum payment. Well, that's a tough decision now for you. Do you take this dream job with a for-profit company or do you stay with this nonprofit? And that's the one thing I don't like about the public student loan forgiveness is that it kind of keeps you locked in with a nonprofit company where you may not want to be there long-term, but you're doing it just because of the low monthly payments. So, definitely something I want you to do is dream, okay? Think about your future. Do you see yourself staying with a nonprofit for the next 10 years? Because if you plan on moving, let's say you get married and your spouse or You're dating someone and your partner gets a new job in Texas, and now you have to go to Texas. Will you easily be able to find a nonprofit hospital to work for in Texas? Maybe not. Maybe what you find is a for-profit, but it's five years in. Now you've had five years of interest just accruing because all you did was make the minimum payments. So that's why it's important to really determine what is the best process for you. What do you dream for your career? Or how do you see your future going? Do you see yourself staying with a nonprofit for 10 years? Or do you see yourself possibly working for a for-profit company? So if you know, hey, I love this place. I want to work here for the rest of my life. And it's a nonprofit company. Then it, to me, it's almost like a no-brainer. Just due to public student loan forgiveness. You'll probably have minimum payments. They can be very, very low. It's probably like nothing to you. Depending on how much money you're making as a professional. So definitely, definitely dream and think about where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Because you have to remember... It's 10 years of payments, all right? 10 years of monthly payments that you got to contribute in order to get the rest of your student loans forgiven if you're doing a public student loan forgiveness. And last but not least, this might be the toughest one. If it's not budging, it's always number five. It's executing the plan, okay? So like, like I said, if you're saying, hey, I'm going to stick with this nonprofit, that means any job opportunities that come along you might have to say no to. You got to stick with your plan, all right? So it's a 10-year commitment, which is a tough one. So that's why, honestly, for some people, it may not be the best idea to do public student loan forgiveness. It might be better for you to just pay your loans outright. But it's really about understanding your five-step process and executing the plan that you build. So one, definitely, definitely, definitely identify all your student loans. You got to know which ones are private and which ones are public. Two, you definitely have to write it all down. I recommend using an Excel sheet because it makes it super easy for you to track. So you can write down all the different loans you have, write down the specific amount, and then also write down the interest rate that you have on all of those loans. And then from there, you definitely need to determine your budget. So how much money can I allocate to paying off my student loans? All right? If you just bought a house, maybe you just bought a new car, maybe you just had, you're starting a family, and money is pretty tight right now. You have to pay for daycare, you have to pay for the mortgage, you have to pay for all these different things. Maybe it is in your advantage to be doing a public student loan forgiveness, to have that low monthly payment plan and stick with that nonprofit. It all depends, right? So you definitely need to budget and figure out how much money can you allocate towards your student loans. Number four, you definitely need to take this serious and dream and think about your career because if you're going to stay with a nonprofit, probably nine times out of 10, it's in your benefit. But if you're not going to stay with a nonprofit, it's probably best if you just try to pay off your loans as quick as possible. And then number five is creating the, pa- the plan on how to make those payments, right? So there's a lot of different methods. There are some called the debt snowball or the debt avalanche method. So the debt snowball method is a method where you're going to pay the one with the lowest amount. So let's say you have two loans. One of them is 10000 Another one is 50000 And they have an interest rate of, the 10000 has an interest rate of 3%. And the, what did I say, 50000 The 50000 has an interest rate of 5%. So the debt snowball is, hey, pay the one with the lowest amount, principal amount. So that would be the one, that $10,000 loan versus the $50,000. However, on the length of your payments, you'll actually be paying more because your interest is accruing higher on that $50,000 one. So the, it's really a, a mindset thing. Now the debt avalanche, which is something that I do, For my own personal student loan payments, is basically, I try to attack the ones with the highest interest rate. So if you have one with an interest rate of, let's say, like we were saying, like 5%, 50,000, 5%, 10,000, 3%, the one with the 50,000, 5%, I want to attack that student loan payment first and try to get rid of that one just because it's accruing interest at a higher percentage. So you definitely always want to kind of look at the one with the highest amount, highest percentage. If you want to pay less money over time, but if you want those psychological wins, there's nothing wrong with doing the debt snowball. At the end of the day, basically just make payments. Uh, you definitely don't want to fall behind and then, you know, have to be working in your 50s and 60s trying to pay off your student loans just because you never made a conscious effort or a conscious plan to execute. So that's a five step process that you can go ahead and implement now to go ahead and pay off your student loans early and basically be debt free. And if you have any questions or you need any help with any of the steps in this process, in this five-step process, please, I encourage you to reach out. We are on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, at new underscore Podcast, Or you can go ahead and contact us through URL. Sign up, tinyurl.com slash Services, and we'll do the best that we can to help you out. All right? Thank you so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's Finance Friday episode. Like I said, if you need any help, you know where to find us. Thank you, appreciate all the love and support. And definitely, 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 I encourage you to do this now. Whether you're a resident, whether you're a student, it doesn't matter, start building the plan now. Because if you know what decisions you're going to make, it's gonna make your life so much easier in the future. So it doesn't matter what stage you are, whether you're a student, whether you're working as a professional, whether you're in your postgraduate year training, it doesn't matter, okay? Identify your student loans, Write them all down with the interest rate. Definitely create a budget. Think about your career and how you plan the next 10 years of your life kind of going. And then last but not least, definitely create a plan and make sure you execute and implement that plan to go ahead and be debt-free as soon as possible. Thank you, guys.